Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is The Two-Headed Serpent. It was written by Paul Fricker, Scott Dorward, Matthew Sanderson, and edited by Mike Mason. It's available at the Chaosium website. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode 15. Now for the recap. You're listening to WITV Radio. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matthew? Hi, thank you very much, Tom. So, you are sat before these four very upstanding legitimate businessmen um, in the cafe in Brooklyn, when there's the sound of uh, a shifting behind you in the door that goes out to the kitchen. And one of the, uh, the many men that resembles apes crammed into a suit uh, comes out carrying a chair, which he doesn't necessarily slam down beside you, but places down beside you and whispers something to uh, Francesco, uh, the man who's been doing most of the talking up until this point. Um, he smiles and then looks back to the, uh, the three of you that are currently there and says, oh, well, it seems that we will be uh, soon joined by a fourth. 
Um, a mutual friend of yours, I understand. And the doorbell rings, as uh, say so the front the front door opens, and in walks uh, two gentlemen. Uh, one of which again seems to be one of one of the mafioso that you've seen around here before. Um, the other one, though, uh, wearing a uh, bowler hat and seems to have a stethoscope round his neck. Um, for the good doctor, um, you have arrived at the cafe in Brooklyn, the uh, the Green Garden Cafe. There are multiple tables sat here uh, with men around them that all seem to have uh, very distinctive bulges under their under their suits. They're enjoying lots of uh, various Italian dishes. There's some quiet music playing in the background. There's uh, quite a nice jovial atmosphere here. And you are led up towards the table at the back of the room that's on a slightly raised stage where there are four men at the back end, the, the rear side of the table, and then three men and an empty chair on your side, uh, one of which you recognise uh, from his very distinctive shirt and goggles, and then two, two other men beside him. So you are, you are escorted to the table. Dr. Marcello? Adi? Is that you? Uh, yeah. What are you doing here? My goodness. I, I, was, I was told to, to come here. I, I need to, to um, meet some people. I'm wondering if this is in fact you. It's, it's been so long. I'm afraid I had no idea you were going to show up. Uh, I haven't seen you in years. Yes, my God, thank you so much. The most brilliant invention you ever helped create. Yeah. Oh, that respirator, the artificial respirator. Oh, it has done so well. You were so right not to go with the mechanical, physical mechanisms, but go with negative pressure. Well, it, it seemed logical at the time, yeah. But uh, I look at the, 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 the mafios guys and... Uh, I'm like, oh, what is he doing here? What's this all about? Hey, for, for a moment, as you're descending into uh, lots of scientific uh, terminology, you just see this kind of wave of what the hell pass over their faces that they can't comprehend what, what you're saying. But then when finally they're addressed directly, uh, Francesco uh, begins talking again, saying, uh, we, we decided that it would be a, a good insurance policy if we had someone watching uh, your apartment. And as he gestures towards the, uh, the doctor, as someone that has been identified as a recent member of uh, Caduceus turned up there, we thought they might be more beneficial attending this meeting than just waiting around at your apartment waiting for you to get back. Wait, so, wait a second. What, what are you saying here? Is Dr. Marcello's? Part of Caduceus too. They kind of look. Oh, you're talking the, about me. No, they, they look towards the doctor. We believe that is the case. Yes, that you are you are a recent inductee. Recently, yes, to perform more of my uh, medical research. They have tremendous facilities there. Absolutely state of the art. Oh, it's a wonder we haven't run into one another. Uh, Francisco pipes up. I think he started. I think he mainly joined when you were a co uh, when you were away in your recent trip to Borneo. Well, you seem so to more know time. about know more about Caduceus than we do. <laughs> only the, only what we observe and people going in and out of the building and then following them back to their places of residence. As to what exactly is going on in there, that's as I said where we have a uh, 
where we have a business proposition for you. And he gestures towards all of you. Doc, I know these, this guy. I mean, uh, uh, guys, I, I know this fella. Uh, he's, he's a good guy. Um, oh, I, I'm, uh, I'm Dr. Marcello. Please do. Do, Dr. Volans Marcello. Uh, I know him from, what, five or six years ago. Yes, it's been that long already. All right. Um, it's Mr. Francisco. Where is this going? What do you want out of us? What, what does Magnus have to do with this? Well, I'm not sure how much, he turns to Magnus, I'm not sure how much you've uh, revealed of our current arrangement. So rather than me regurgitating information that you all might already know, do you want to fill us in on what you've filled your friends in so far? Uh, well, I've, I've told them about, you know, the situation with uh, your suspicions of, of Caduceus dealing with the drugs um, and how you, you put me aboard the ship, uh, which is how I got there. And, and um, it, yeah, basically they, they, they know that Caduceus aren't exactly what they seem and that you are concerned about them stepping, stepping in on your turf, uh, especially not just in the, in the, in the sense of, of them selling drugs in your areas, but also of selling drugs that aren't uh, safe, you know, and can do damage to the public. Indeed, that would be uh, very, very bad for business. Uh, we are, but we are very publicly minded. We don't want to have a, a disaster on our hands. We are here to facilitate people having a good time, and that kind of thing would not be a good time for anybody. I'm sure you, you get my meaning there. Now, I'm sure you'd ask, why don't we deal with the problem ourselves? Why don't we pull some some favours that we have with various, let's say, local law enforcement or other such agencies which would be more adept at handling this in a above books kind of fashion? Frankly, Caduceus has quite a reputation. Uh, Joshua Meadham is a very influential man. Um, the foundation or the yeah, the organization has a lot of friends in high places. If we're going to make a move against them, we need to make sure that everything we do is airtight. We don't want this backfiring in our face. So having people on the inside to get some information for us would be a sensible move. I'm hoping you agree. So what you're looking for is to see if, if Caduceus is into the drug trade and that it interferes with your drug trade. Correct? Correct. To put, to put not too fine a point. So if what we find at Red Hook has nothing at all to do with the drug trade, then we'll tell you that. Yeah. We're, we're hoping that with your inside position, you'll be able to get us an extensive catalogue of what is and isn't going out of there. And yeah. If there are still questions, then we might have to go and look directly. Um, I'm not. I'm not so sure that I'm willing to give you a catalog of everything they're doing. I'll. I can. I'll be willing to tell you though that if the drugs, if it has anything to do with drugs, otherwise, uh, you're talking about espionage, and uh, I'm not exactly interested in espionaging my own company. 
Oh my uh -huh. word, flabbergasted that Caduceus would do such a thing. They seem like such an above the table type organization. My lab has been doing nothing but good work. Well, Masello, Dr. Masello, we, we have our own suspicions that there might be some things going on, but I don't think it has anything at all to do with drugs. Hmm. Uh, I don't I, think it has to do with anything that the, that these fine gentlemen here would have any interest in whatsoever. If you want to know if they're stepping on your toes or your profit in any way, I think that could be arranged. And there might be a little favor I might need to ask of you with Caduceus at some point. But let, let me do some groundwork for you before I even bridge that, that topic. Okay, uh, Bonanno himself, uh, Joe, leans forward at that, uh, crosses his fingers and leans in across the table. Favours, you say? We were more thinking of monetary payment, but favours are a lot more interesting currency. Well, I can't speak for the rest of the group, but I have a friend that might need to be liberated from the building. Ah. So someone's being kept there against their will. It's in a gray state right now. We're not sure. But things could we're getting a little touchy, and if so, I would like her freed. Rescuing a damsel in distress by the sound of it. You could say that. And by the way, if they're speaking Italian, I'm trying to uh to get that into my database too. Okay, as, as a linguist, you'd definitely be able to pick up from their accents that they are, um, they spend a lot of time on both sides of the Atlantic, so they're, they, they're almost certainly fluent Italian speakers, but they are only speaking English at the minute. Right, right. Yeah, I so see. He, he nods to himself and he kind of turns to the uh, these immediate compadres left and right. He says, I've always seen myself as a knight in shining armour, don't you agree, boys? And there's um, chuckles that are exchanged and some nods. Okay. If you want, if you want someone liberated or want someone rescued from from that building, I think we could probably be able to arrange that fairly covertly. Uh, we have we have our ways and means of getting into such places. Um, in return, I would like a manifest of items that have passed through. Uh, both the warehouses, because Caduceus owned two warehouses in the Red Hook area that we've identified, just things that have gone in and out of there in the last week. Uh, we can extrapolate information from that, and obviously if there are any further questions that arise from that information, then we can be in touch and that will start another round of negotiations. Now, would that seem fair to you? I can only speak for myself, but I, I'm willing to do that if it means freeing. Hi, I'm uh, I'm I'm happy to uh, with that as well. But for me, uh, I need to uh, know exactly what what uh, what you'd be offering to uh, assist us with in searching those houses at Red, those uh, warehouses at uh, Red Hook. Because I mean, Caduceus, they're gonna have them pretty well guarded. And uh, without being uh, disrespectful to my compatriots, they're not exactly uh, highly skilled in this line of work. 
So uh, would there be possibility of you lending me a couple of, uh, and I look around the room, uh, mm -hmm. a couple of your uh, fine strapping boys here that uh, could help us get in and out uh, undetected and get away quickly if we need to, that sort of thing. May I interrupt, and I do apologize, but if we are seen at the warehouse, we should be seen with just ourselves, because just like I these disagree fine... because uh, Caduceus don't know that we know about the warehouses in Red Hill. But there will be Caduceus employees that might see us at Caduceus. We shouldn't have outside contact in public, especially at the Caduceus area. They could well, be I'm in not the... going in the day. They can be in the wings waiting in case we fall into some trouble, but I don't think we should be seen in public together to maintain appearances. Oh yeah, we, we're not going. We're not going in the middle of the day or anything. I mean, this would be a this would be a nighttime job. <laughs> no, we're we're certainly fully fully receptive to sending, let's say, a number of our finest foot soldiers with you. Um, but we want to know what we're walking into first, hence wanting to get hold of this manifest, get an idea of how many security um, guards there would be in the area, all such information that you'd be able to find, hopefully, at the Caduceus headquarters. Once we have that information and we know the lay of the land, once we get in there, then we can think about going in. But, like I say, I'm a cautious man. I want to know exactly what I'm walking into before I send people in. have looks towards uh, towards odd as the only uh, voice of dissension there what's your opinion on on that particular course of action there mr odd quite honestly i don't care what you people do or or what these people do i have certain lines that i'm never going to cross and i don't want to be pushed up against them but uh if what you're looking for is that kind of reassurance, then I can I can help provide that reassurance. But I'm I'm a neutral party here. I I am just interested in doing what I do. I don't I'm not interested in your money or your favors or anything like that. I do say I must concur with with uh, Adi. Well, my well, Doctor Marcella, we'll talk we'll talk after this. I had no idea you were going to be involved in this at all. Yeah, sorry about that, Doc. You're uh, you've kind of been thrown in the deep end a little bit. We'll uh, we'll fill you in on some of the stuff that we've uh, we've talked about. But uh, is there anything else we need to discuss? Any more reassurances you need from us before we leave? Oh, they they look between themselves, and again, then uh, Francesco picks up the talking again. There's now, I think, we have a, uh, at least the beginnings of an understanding here. Uh, how I see it, um, Mr. Odd and Dr. Marcello, at least you won't be standing in our way by the sound of it. You're not actively wanting to refuse. Not even re remotely interested in getting in your way, sir. Agreed. It's fine. To manifest, you said? There are two. There are two warehouses. Um, oh, okay. Warehouse. Uh, warehouse one and warehouse two that we've identified uh, as being belonging to Caduceus, because there's been plenty of traffic going back and forth between the two buildings. But as I said, we don't know what's in them. 
we want to get an idea of what's inside before we go sending people directly through the front door. And any paperwork that you can provide that shows shipments going in and out there in the last week that might identify any crates, any packages or so on that could be uh, could be drugs, then that will give us something to specifically look for when we get inside. All right. So any information you can get on them, get to us on that scale would be much appreciated. At which point we can then talk about when we can arrange people to go um, to go pay them a visit alongside yourselves. Because it sounds like, look stores Magnus, it sounds like you definitely want to get in there as much as we do. Yeah. Well, I'm, I guess, uh, a bit more suspicious of Caduceus than my, uh, my associates. So I want to know exactly who I'm working for. Yes, they do seem to be uh, quite a secretive bunch, the higher up the chain they get. So, and likewise, we can have a word about favours, about getting, getting people out of there. I am res rescuing, rescuing your damsel in distress. Thank you. Otherwise, uh, the meal's on us. Please, enjoy your evening. Thank you. Okay. And short montage sequence will follow. They will, uh, they will get up and leave you, uh, leave you at the table while they go off to uh, a private room so they're not breathing down your necks while you eat. But yeah. otherwise, yeah, you are given a nice, uh, nice menu of uh, wonderful Italian food and pretty much said, yep, help yourselves to whatever's on there. Well, I've got no appetite at this point. Uh, uh, Doc, are you hungry or do you want to go? I, I just seem to get the hell out of here. I'm not too particularly hungry at this moment. I, I, I knew this was too good to be true. Caduceus seems so wonderful. I wave, I wave my hand. Let's just order, get some stuff and some brown paper bags to go. We'll go back to wherever. Prudent. Well, I feel one. I, I, I'm not speechless. I'm not going to talk in here. Okay. Well, in which case, the meals are packed up to go and you are escorted out to the front door where Casale is waiting with the, uh, the rather nice Rolls Royce that you, uh, that you arrived in. Uh, he opens the door um, for you to, to clamber in the back. And as he, uh, as he gestures for Magnus to, uh, to get in, he does lean close and kind of rolls up his sleeve and shows the, uh, the silver snake wrapped around his, uh, wrapped around his wrist. Um, that he he beams like a kid on Christmas morning, and uh, says, "Man, this thing is fucking amazing." As he, uh, just uh, just be careful with it though; that uh, can take its toll on you. Oh, I've, I've tried it out back. This, ah. but yeah, he's he's beaming like say really like a, a happy school kid. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So uh, ushers you to, uh, to get get in the back. Cool. Um, he climbs in the front and says, right, where do you want to get dropped off, guys? Back at Caduceus. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, he drives you back over there. He parks up in front of the Italian restaurant on the other side of the road from the, uh, from the Needham building and leans out and says, hopefully uh, this will be the beginning of a wonderful friendship. Okay. And 
gives you a small salute and then drives off. Doc, let's go take a look at your lab that you got set up. Oh, yes. It is quite impressive. I extend my hand. Uh, Gerhard Heinrich. Oh, Gerhard. Gerhard Heinrich. Pleasure to meet you. Dr. Volens. Volens yeah. Masala. And in Latin, I tell you, I'm a linguist of the group. I don't know if you know Latin. Oh, my. I'm fluent in that. I return. Uh, so we start talking a little in Latin. I speak many languages. That's what I bring to the table, amongst other things, but mainly languages. Wonderful. E pluribus unum and all that rot. <laughs> uh, and then I'll... Uh, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, but before you do that, I put my arm around the doctor and I lead him away from you. <laughs> I'm dissing you. Yeah, you don't want to shake that guy's hands. He's dirty. <laughs> he seemed like a... I'm just going to grin and be like, Wait until you meet my brother. Speaking oh, he's not so much. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, he's not so much dirty as he is a little dusty. The brother could be a little dirty. Hey, They've both gotten us into more trouble than anybody else in this entire organization. God, I don't know about that. And now, they've, now you're a member of the family. The family in the truck and the, the. Oh, I'm a member of who fucking pays me, Audie. Yeah, we're not. I have morals and ethics. Congratulations. And I bet you do Gerhard. too, Doc. Gerhard, do you want to go for a drink? All right, let's all, let's check on your I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think Adi wants us uh, around at the moment. We all need to talk right now, especially. I think we should, he's just trying to warn his friend not to get a lever kicked out of his hand. And I pat you on the shoulder. As, as you enter then through the uh, through the front of the Caduceus headquarters, it's wonderful. This wonderful large marble floored lobby. Uh, there's the ever-present security guard by the desk, uh, Bob uh, Bob Robertson, uh, who kind of, wave, kind of waves acknowledgement so you usually come in. Uh, there's not many people here. You think being this is fairly late night now, so he's just the, the ever-present security guard. Uh, kind of flags you down and says, "Hey guys," um, and then over to Magnus. Uh, your brother's still here, yeah? Uh, last I heard, he uh, he was recovering from some bout of, uh was deli belly or something. Um, I got word from Dr. G that he's fine. He's fine now. He should be downstairs waiting for you. All right. We'll, uh, we'll go grab him. All right, right, you are. If you need anything, I'm, I'm here, as always. Right in the time. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll head down and uh, tee up with Connor. Mm -hmm. Is everyone else heading downstairs? Presumably to Odds, um, Odds Lab? Yeah. Magnus, meet us at the lab. All right. All right, we'll go down to my lab. I'll show you what I got. I got a machine that can identify viruses. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's, uh, crazy, sophisticated thing that uh, these... Uh, Caduceus fellow have appropriated from some alien race, believe it or not. Alien race? <laughs> There's some bizarre stuff going on here, Doc. I think we should uh, ease him into this. Well, Doc, you're a logical man. You know that there are technological wonders in the world. We've worked on some of them together, you and I. Certainly. Well, there are some more than we ever imagined, but uh, we're getting there. Um, you got to be careful around some of these dudes. Uh, 
the Frost Brothers are dangerous. And they apparently think that they can just pull us into dangerous situations along with them. Do, do they work for Caduceus as well? Yeah, they do. They're more the muscle, I guess, than the, the brains. That's for Ma sure. Magnus dove down the gullet of a 25-foot giant snake and killed it from the inside, if oh you believe that. And God. I'm not I think it was, more like, it was more like 300 feet. Gerhard, your measurements uh, just got to... I know precise. words, not mathematics. Well, he also, we had a machine that could teleport people from one spot to another, and with one swift kick, Magnus destroyed the whole fucking thing. So we got Dear. nothing to show for it. God, you must be joking that that's outlandishly. And his brother Connor, his brother Connor, his brother Connor shoots first and then doesn't ask any questions. He just. Oh well. Uh, yeah, we you, you're you're wrapped into a bunch of crazies. Thank God you're a doctor. Oh my! Are you sure the Frost Brothers aren't working for the mafia? That'd be worth. I'm not sure. I think they're just they're just mercenaries. But once you do anything, this is for you too, Gerhard, you dumb fuck. Once you do anything for them, you're stuck with them for the rest of your life. And they will ask you favors, and those favors will get people killed, probably. So be careful making deals with the mafia. Yeah. Dear God, I'm a doctor, not a gunslinger. This sounds like a dangerous crew to be in. We'll try to keep you safe. We got some things to keep you safe. So let's say that we give the doc kind of the rundown on our on our thinking about this, that Caduceus is an organization that presents itself as a humanitarian group, but in fact, they seem to be tied into these really weird things going on in the world. And then we tell them about the snake people. There is a race of snake people. They're cut up into three factions, and uh, the factions depend on what they worship. They worship three different gods, so to speak. And one of them, one of the leaders of one of these factions is Queen Tyrannish, and she's upstairs. And she is a snake person. That's who I was referring to. You'll meet her. She's actually quite lovely. Dude, but, like, you're serious about all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I show you a, a sketch I did of her in my part past... <laughs> oh yep. my! The, 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 um, do I, I don't take think a I did check? <laughs> I don't think I did her beauty justice, though. Uh, just to see if I could get a uh, get a picture of her, but I haven't got one. Well, it, uh, it probably just sounds like nonsense to us, to you. I mean, well, make believe, but I could I could teach you to speak Nakal if you like. I, I, I'm not sure what to say at the moment. But I would be absolutely fascinated to to meet one of them. Just think of the advancements we could learn from them, from just the biological study of their structure alone. Well, Dr. Gerhardt might be able to help you there. We took a few apart that uh, Connor decided to put a bullet in before we could question him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah around the Frost Brothers, you'll have plenty of things to, to dissect and work on. Well, are, are these... Are these snake people dangerous 
Yes. Some are. Most some are. are. They're like us. There's just as many good ones as there are bad ones, probably. Oh, my. But they've, they've existed since before our, our race, apparently. And apparently some sort of disaster drove them all into secret hiding underground and stuff like that for the longest time. And it's, almost, it's a crazy bunch of shit. <laughs> we almost you. discovered the mythical, which is not so mythical, location of Moo. But somebody did kick that, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Now, M Magnus wants us to go to this warehouse in, in Red Hook. I'm just afraid that we're going to get there and find out there's all kinds of mysteries and secret things that the Caduceus has been hiding and is maybe covering it up by making it look like, you know, drugs or something. But I don't want Magnus blowing the lid off of everything that Caduceus is doing. We still... And still trust Caduceus over over the mafia people. Yeah, we need oh, to yeah. kind of not give either one too much leverage, is what I'm thinking. But, but. Well, we mustn't de destroy too much. There's so much to be learned here. The, the advances mankind could experience from this. The, the, this is important. I'll introduce you to Victor. Well, have you met Victor uh, Gonzalez, Doctor Victor Gonzalez? He's in charge of the technical. I believe I have met him, but not many times. Just just when I started, I, I am very new here, but I'm well, starting to get the feeling Caduceus has a bit more to it. has a bit more. Just a research facility. Apparently, like iceberg. Uh, well, yeah, apparently if you were to sort of condense it down, there are things in the world that are advanced and dangerous, alien things and things like from the snake race and, and stuff like that, the Caduceus has been secretly keeping the lid on so that it doesn't like freak everybody in the planet out or cause some sort of war or something like that. And they're, they're also doing humanitarian stuff to be kind of, that's how they slip us into places. I see. We recently went to Borneo. You probably heard about the, the outbreak in Borneo, well, there was there was more of an outbreak of uh, of another dimension breaking into our world that we managed to stop. My goodness! Than there was a plague, but there was a plague. There was also a plague, and we managed to save some of those people, but not very many of them. It was bad. Ugh. Welcome to Caduceus. <laughs> My God, Adi, what have we gotten ourselves into? Well, here comes Magnus and Connor. Meet Connor. He's not going to smile. Who's this guy? This is Dr. Volens Marcello. I've worked with him for years. We invented the iron lung. You ever hear that well, thing? Good for you, I guess. Oh, it helps. It helps people who are having difficulty breathing. It can even save their lives in many cases. Yeah, believe it. This is Dr. This is Connor when he's. Just delighted to see you. That's what he looks he's, like. He's back to his chipper old self. Good yeah. to see you again. You can hardly contain himself. Well, it is nice to meet you, Connor. Mr. Frost. Are you feeling Connor okay, is Connor? Fine. Connor, how are, you, are you feeling okay? Yeah, feeling fine now. Any any uh, development in that forked tongue of yours? Oh, it's coming along just fine, mm -hmm. honey. Don't you worry. Connor... We saved Connor's life by doing some sort of, well, the Caduceus did a process to him that's, they're calling him a hybrid. 
though we can't quite see any kind of manifestation of it. He's got a little lizard in him. Was there some form of medical procedure done? Uh, infusions, perhaps? Or? Well, we weren't allowed to be there, but apparently. I don't he think was, that's any of your concern. Marcelo, was it? He's a medical doctor. Oh, I'm, I, I'm a research medical doctor. This is absolutely my field. But I've never heard of such a thing. Well, we'll get, uh, we'll get the others to... to bring you in more into that area. I'm, I'm sure that that's what they planned when you, they brought you in. Uh, I mean, you're, you've got a brilliant career. So. Well, we're all together again. What are we supposed to do? Go to this Red Hook place tonight? Well, I mean, you want to go there in the day? Well, no, I'm just saying, is it tonight, tomorrow night, the next night, when? Magnus. Well, listen, I, they just want the, the manifests of what's going on. So there's potential that the manifests could be here as well. But in some ways, I'd prefer to go to Red Hook. If me and Connor went there on the, you know, at night, did a little bit of digging and, and kept out of sight, we can get the manifests. I'd rather that than us trying to creep around here and try and get it. Look, if it's if it's a warehouse, then somewhere in the warehouse is going to be an office. Yeah. And the office, they take they take stock of everything that comes in and goes out. The manifest will probably be there. There might be copies here, but I don't know where you can find them here. Exactly. Right. Well, look, we we there's no way we're going to be able to go in without the the guys until they they know what supposedly is going to be in these warehouses. I don't necessarily think what's going to be written on the manifest is actually 100% truthfully going to be what's in the warehouses. Oh, well, it will be if they're, if, if they're managing the stuff. Uh, but uh, look, most warehouses have similar things. They have windows up high. If you can get up to the, up to the heights uh, from the outside, you should be able to climb in through the windows at night. I'm They'll be in a minimal crew. Please, dear God, don't kill anyone. I think there's probably uh, the workers probably wear overalls or something like that. There's not necessarily uniform, but there'll be something we can see if Connor and I can slip in. All right, I'm giving way. you. I, I can give you advice. Go buy today. Just buy and see what they're wearing. Okay. A little. Um, I mean, are we expecting I, these, I, these warehouse workers to be dressing in in business suits? Come on. No, I'm thinking like no. overall. They might have a. The back they might have a uniform. Yeah, uh, Gerhard. Dumper. Just the one thing I was thinking though, if uh, if you do get this favor from uh, from the boys, you may want to pre-warn them. Yes, but I'm not yeah. giving them any. Because <laughs> otherwise, they're gonna fucking shoot her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, me and Connor can uh, uh, go yeah. check out the the warehouse. Um, I was thinking, any uh books that would be out in the open are going to be for customs inspection. Any real books will be locked in a safe or a secret uh, enclosure. Yeah, there'll be two. There'll be a, 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 a true one and a fake one. Right. Really? I never guessed that they'd want to hide their illegal activities. Yeah, well, uh, I don't think safes will be too much of a, tr a problem for Connor. 
on that mention of uh, potentially warning the, uh, the mob ahead of time as to what uh, your uh, damsel in distress looks like, uh, I have that picture. So oh, nice. This, this is the sketch that uh, Gerhard shows you of his his lovely friend. Oh my! Isn't she beautiful? Fascinating. Utterly fascinating. In her defense, that's her bad side. <laughs> my God, I, I must meet her. Coming from somebody that is now partly snake, I, I have to disagree with you. That's all right. More scale for me. That literally sent chills off my spine. <laughs> yeah, the the crown that she's wearing is uh, from her description, because obviously she doesn't have it uh, now, as the uh, the box when you found her was empty. But right. that her uh, uh, the way that she has described it to you, and the way that you've then been able uh, been able to sketch it, so you you would know what it looks like when you found it again. Now, now, Gerhard, I just learned how you get hybrid snake people, and it's probably not in the way that you're hoping, buddy. <laughs> well, you could have done it the way Johnny's done it, but uh, Johnny, Johnny's one of our other friends. Uh, he's a nice guy, but uh, um, I think that he's off looking for his sister or something like yeah. that. I prefer the old-fashioned method. A bouquet of long-tailed mice and, you know, Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> My. Look, yeah, Doc, you might want to check out his head. I also think Gerhard, you're, you know, I, I don't like the idea of turning her over to some bunch of thugs. No, no, we just need to get her out of the building. I would Yeah, then she'll... they've got her. No, I, I would make sure I was there, and she'll probably eat one of them. And, and then, they, uh, yeah, they'll shoot you, oh, and they'll yeah, take her, yeah, and they'll so, hold her ransom. Because generally, when, when the mafia, like, you know, does crimes, they are generally armed to the teeth. Right. I, I, we'll figure it out. This is something that needs to be planned. We'll keep it within this family, not Absolutely. that family. Exactly. But why, why would Caduceus be holding her captive? We don't uh, know. Because... That. Uh, it's a long story. We could get into it on the road. But what I was thinking is if they ran some interference and we actually got her out of the building without them even seeing her is what i initially planned look Erhard, are you are you sure that that your girlfriend is really on our side that's what i say i mean what if maybe, you get her out of here and then she just goes here. and starts a war we're not even sure if caduceus is on our side for fuck's sake we were just sitting with mafioso well last time i checked caduceus has sent us to you know these far off places and they're on the other side why would they send us to stop it then huh i don't I, think your logic adds up there there's a couple pieces puzzle pieces missing but we are all aware that we should hopefully be able to trust this group well you know i like if if i were ever to do a puzzle i think i would only try to do it with the pieces that i have well, and I'm kind of in favor of since I don't think we need to be lazy at all. Let's not trust anybody. You know, let's go with the flow. And right now the flow is the Caduceus is the ones that have the technology. Let's stick with them until we and find out magic. otherwise. Yep. 
um, and just bear it in mind that, that we could be wrong and that we have to change our minds at the last moment. Are we going to Red Hook? I think all of us should go. I'm not so sure that we should all go. What are we going to do? Stumble around in the dark? No, we're going to rob the place. Well, you guys can. You guys are experts at that. I ain't no expert. That'll give me. Why do you think we're experts at it? Because you guys are that kind of thing. You guys uh, go bounty we're hunting. We're bounty and, hunters. Yeah. You're nimble and you're light and you're armed and you're crazy and you're You've got luck on your side. We, we I'm, o- I'm over. I may be technically fantastic, but I'm overweight and I'm slow. And come on, what am I going to do? Well, look. First off, me and Connor are just going to go and scout the place out today and see if there's if they wear uniforms, where we might be able to be get it, get in and anything. But we're not going in anywhere until tonight. So we'll go check it out, and uh, we can meet back at. Uh, I don't think we should meet back at Caduceus. We should meet maybe at one of our apartments or something like that. Um, somewhere off, you know, neutral ground for us, but not we're not on we're not on the area of the mafia, we're not on the area of Caduceus, we're not on the area of whatever. We're just in our own space and we can discuss there. Uh just like the local uh warlord said, uh he has people at all of our homes. Almost everyone in Caduceus is home. There's somebody sitting outside. Yeah, well, the Just, last time I tracked down someone watching one of the apartments, they're not exactly subtle, so I can... Well, why don't we meet in Central Park somewhere? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it doesn't matter. We know that they're watching, so we'll let them watch, but we'll just be aware of it. Yeah, well, the difference is, uh, is the Mafia are just watching Caduceus if we've got the recording devices in all the rooms. Yep, you're right. Recording devices. Yeah, we found that. them down. Yeah, we found them down. In well, the... let's meet near the big fountain in the, in. Right. You know the one. Yeah. yeah, right by the big set of stairs. Yeah. The castle, I think it's called. Yeah. What time? Uh, what's the time now? Probably a fairly late evening. Probably at eleven oh. p.m. We're yeah. Uh, oh, so it is nine. Mm-hmm. We're oh. we're in the headquarters now, correct? Right. Discussing yep. this. Okay. So I speak to Gerhard in Latin. What makes you think we're not being recorded and listened to now if this place is secure? Oh, mittens. I call for mittens. She jumps up on the shoulder. Um, we had her go through everything. This room is clean. The Queen's isn't. All right, yeah, we, then. We've done our home. Oh, by the way, this is Mittens. She's uh, <laughs> she's a cat from the dream world. Oh, she's yeah. actually intelligent. She speaks. She can't speak now, but I'm learning cat, and I can translate. You finally Jesus found out the cat's gender, huh, Gerhard? Oh, I, well, I'm just assuming. Sorry for assuming your gender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mittens is our, is our mascot. Oh, wonderful. You think you think things get weird? There was a period in time when we could actually understand what Mittens was saying, and he could understand what we were saying. Now All we right. can't because we changed things. But I didn't realize it was quite so late. Uh, listen, let's let's me and Connor will go check out the warehouse, and we'll meet you in the morning. How's that sound? All right. I miss it. 
Wait, wait. I don't want you people killing anything. I've got two net guns. You fire these and it'll wrap up anybody that you hit with them. Oh, and then they can scream and call for help. That's excellent. Yeah, I was thinking help. chloroform was probably a better move, but so, sure, so, so you don't want them to scream and make noise, but you're going to shoot them with a gun. No, that's what my knives are for. You put a silencer on a gun. These are just mooks that are working there. Right, we will do our best to not kill anybody. All right, well, here's one for each of you. Use them if you need to. All right. You ready to head off, Connor? Yep. Right. Been in this place for way too long. So, Doc, let me introduce you to my viral analyzer. <laughs> oh, my. It doesn't this... quite work. Uh, they've got another one, but this one doesn't quite work. We've got to fix it. Yeah, this thing that he shows you to is a, a six foot by six foot by six foot cube uh, with a glass frontage on uh, all sides where you can see inside it's this mass of uh, metallic and also glass tubing. Um, it seems a chaotic mess inside, but then has have a control panel on one, um, on one particular side where there's a series of almost like Petri dish um, depositories that you would put in uh, samples and then it would be whizzed around all the tubes inside and comes up with a series of lights and dials that then refer you to a very big manual that uh, tells you, yeah, huge manual, mm. um, that tells you what the composition of the material is that you've entered. This is fantastic. I, I must dive into this manual. This could advance us so far. Well, it's mostly technical. I don't know that you'll get it, but uh, it's how to basically deconstruct the machine and put it back together again. And, um, but how to operate it and to get results. This no, is... to show you, it's really easy to operate, but uh, really, uh, yeah, we could. But it, like I said, it doesn't work right now. It's uh, it's giving false readings. But I did get to play with one that didn't. That did work. Oh my! This is the place to be. So much good can come from this. All right. So it sounds like Odd, uh, Marcelo, and Gerhardt, you're staying at the Orly, staying for a little bit down in Odd's lab, or is anyone going anywhere else between the three of you? I just, while they're talking, I'm going to slip out to the front desk, place a call to the local bookstore that I made the friendship with. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, have him ask him if he could deliver some books. I'll pay him and meet him outside or on the corner. Uh, mm -hmm. Two American Sign Language books, one La uh, one Italian book. Um, remember we discussed last time at the yes. end of the yeah. Have the, all that stuff shipped over to me as soon as possible. That way okay. I could get um, the Queen her sign language book and she could begin. And then I wanted to. Uh, Ask uh, if uh, Philip Connors is um, on duty tonight. Okay, yeah, I mean, they, for, on the first point, they say it is quite late. I mean, we can definitely call the store if you want, or we can wait for the, wait to call them in the morning, whichever. Yeah, either whichever. way. Okay, we'll, we'll try now. I mean, this is the city that never sleeps after all, so there's a chance he might, uh, might be around there. And, yeah, as for Connors, they haven't, uh, they check over, uh, their sign-in, sign-out book, 
And no, apparently, according to that, he is still signed in. So he's probably upstairs uh, burning the midnight oil. No need to get in touch with him. I might go up and see him later. Just wondering if he was here. And with that, I go back to see Odd and uh, Marcelo. Gotcha. And then Odd, Marcelo, uh, Philip Connors, he's in charge of all shipments in and out of the city. He's still here. Oh, he's late shift. I don't know if you want to wait till he leaves and go check out something in his office or... I, to be quite frank with you, Dr. Uh, Dr. Gerhardt, I don't really want to have anything at all to do with this Red Hook nonsense. I yeah. mean, I'm afraid uh, I'm already roped in now with the Mafia way more than I ever wanted to be. I concur with that. I would like to find out just what Caduceus is up to. It, it seemed too good to be true, and it, now it seems like there might be some nefarious. Well, Magnus and Connor will certainly find out something. I'm sure they're they're quite capable of that sort of thing. Just find out there's been 15 people murdered at that warehouse in the morning. I hope not. Anyway, it is kind of late. Um, Doc, you obviously have a place where you live. Oh yes. Not yeah. How, what's the what's the queen's schedule like? Does she stay up late, or does she sleep at night like a reptile? I myself don't know that, Matthew. Yeah, she she naps every so often, but it's fairly erratic. You wouldn't be surprised if she was still awake now. How would you like to meet the Queen of Snakes? Oh my God, is that possible? Of course I would. All right. Now, she does pretty well with English now, and she's actually quite good at mathematics and engineering. She's, uh, I guess, educated. I guess they went to snake schools and uh, snake universities. She has been asleep for thousands of years uh, in a state of kind of hibernation. Uh, she traveled to a place she calls the dream worlds. The dream world. Looking for something. I don't know what, but... Uh, yeah, let's take her, take him up. I don't know if we have to get clearance for that. Ah, fuck him. I've I've known the doctor now for years. I I trust him completely. Yeah, this is, this is something that's not been on the uh, the agenda for the good doctor yet. You haven't had your orientation package, so you're you're getting a a peek behind a curtain that uh, you haven't had a, you haven't been given access to yet. As you guys are down, you guys are down here. You can uh, definitely get her, um, all of you to her room. We'll do yeah. a quick bit in the room, and then we'll go over to the Frost Brothers as they head uh, head to Red Hook. All right. So, uh, going down the corridors in the sub basement here, because you're, you're below ground in this location. This is where a number of the labs that you've worked in uh, are situated, and it seems to be the more technical part of the building. Um, a lot of the upper floors are um, admin, meeting rooms, uh, clerical staff, archives, normal business activities. But down here is where their labs are. Um, you're also aware that there are a couple, at least a couple of sub-basement levels beneath you, but those you need uh, particular clearance to get into. So, um, going down a set of corridors that look very much just like maintenance co um, corridors, there's... Uh, various pipes running on the ceiling. You can hear steam 
uh, blowing somewhere in the distance. Uh, it's all very cold and sterile. Uh, you're led to just a fairly unassuming door, which uh, presumably Gerhardt goes, uh, goes and opens. And inside is a room that is very much out of place with the rest of the building. It almost looks like the interior of a maybe Aztec or Incan temple. Uh, the murals around the walls um, are depicting various serpent, fig uh, various serpent figures in very stylized artwork. It seems that this place has definitely been decorated to a particular taste. And matching the depiction that Gerhardt has lovingly uh, drawn out on his pad, uh, there is this figure that is sitting on a bed in the corner of the room uh, next to a uh, next to a table where there's a chess set being uh, set out. She's just examining the pieces after your uh, last game and uh, just gently sketching down some bits. She turns towards you and you can just see these inhuman eyes staring at you with this faint hint of a smile that creeps across her face as her tongue extends out before her. She said, oh, is this dinner? Can I have a sanity, uh, sanity check from you, please? <laughs> Just, just for the good doctor here, it's the first time you've met, uh, met a certain person in the flesh. Good God, you, you, you weren't kidding. You, yeah. You're, you're not human. You have to forgive my... Calm, calm down, doctor. <laughs> he, uh, he's uninitiated to the world. Your Majesty, uh, Queen Taranish. Uh, let me introduce one of my friends, Dr. Volens Masello. He's a medical doctor uh, for researchers. He will be fascinated in all of the stuff that, uh, that we've learned so far. <sighs> yes, I don't, I don't recognize you from, uh, from Bolivia. Oh, Apparently he I just joined, yeah. New here. Just starting in the medical labs. It, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. Uh, pardon my, my lack of presence of mind at the moment. I, I'm a little bit flabbergasted. An absolute honor. How, how did you do on your sound check, by the way? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, 91. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, that, that's D6. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's gonna be fun if he just runs screaming. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's one. It's, okay. it's it's good. You guys eased me in right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, my so you, you are indeed stunned a bit, but not not losing your shit. There, my dear, there will be the chess book, the sign language book. This is in uh, Nakal. Uh, yeah. The sign language book, the chess book, and a, a dozen. Um, uh, appetizers for you coming in the morning. Ah, yeah. Her, her grim returns and she nods. Excellent, excellent. And she she strokes your upper arm and says, "You do take care of me, don't you?" I do my best, and uh, we'll talk further uh, about the other situation. Some things are in the works, possibly. Ah, I I look forward to hear uh, hearing more. We need to learn but I know Marcelo is dying to ask you a few things I apologize in advance but he, he's going to be part of the team so best coming from you than others 
And uh, Doc, just 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 one thing. It is kind of late. Uh, Caduceus does grill her a lot of questions, so keep it down a little. Oh, certainly. I'm going like this. I, I, I'm, I'm speechless. Uh, it is a pleasure meeting you, but I think I need a glass of water. Uh, she, she chuckles. Well, let me get you a glass of water, Doc. I'll bring you a glass of water. Yeah, there's, there's plenty here. Uh, so, so they tell me you have been here on our world for a very long time. I'm as much of a resident of this world as you are. Just maybe, well, not maybe, just definitely older. Oh, so, so you predate Homo sapiens and, and Homo erectus. Oh, yeah, we, we were here when the dinosaurs ruled the earth. Our, our empires have risen and fallen in the time that you, uh, I don't want to use the term derogatory, you apes have slowly been building your one civilization. We conquered the sciences millennia ago. Just our own petty infighting and religious intolerance. Um, you can definitely feel the venom in her, in her resentment for this. Quite literally. Mm -hmm. it, it, it sounds like sadly some of the follies that my own species might be heading towards. Indeed, uh, look towards Gerhardt. Some of the parallels uh, between our own religious problems are quite, quite startling. We, uh, we've, had this, we've had this conversation. Yes. When, when minds add, thinking minds, whether they be human or not, add their own concept to a religion, wars, people live and die and kill for it. It's a travesty. Hey, I got a question for you, Your, your Majesty. Uh, sorry, it's kind of a non-sequitur question, but you mentioned dinosaurs. So what happened to all the dinosaurs? Nobody seems to know. We, we've heard you know, droughts or famine or disease or what could take out all those giant lizards? Um, an asteroid hit in what is now, I understand, uh, the Gulf of Mexico. I'm not exactly sure. sure. We, we had a different name for the, uh, for the particular uh, region. An but, asteroid? Mm, yeah, it caused, it, it forced a lot of us underground. It's one of the reasons why uh, there are numerous um, certain person cities in the areas below ground where it's still warm. Um, in fact, I think it's when they descended below ground, that's where the first encounters with the, uh, with the hairy toad, the, uh, the abomination that is Sathogla first took place. I never would have guessed that, but it makes total sense. Uh, we, we did preserve some genetic material from uh, from the dinosaurs, from the from the larger lizards, uh, some of them were used as um, workhorses and muscle to perform various tasks. I imagine they would make really good ones. You tamed the dinosaurs. Well, we had various methods of controlling them. Um, the from the material I've read while I've been here, 
uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex that you you referred to it. Um, we used in a very similar method than what you would use horses for. Um, we would position a crown upon their um, over their head, which would then be linked psychically to a receiver that we we ourselves would wear, and it would then allow us to telepathically control the beasts. Their their minds were sufficiently simple that it was a fairly trivial undertaking for our scientists. Mm. You think we could use those on Connor and Magnus? <laughs> Their heads, unfortunately, are maybe a little too small to install such devices. Maybe, um, but simple still. <laughs> this is fascinating to to look into that technology. Just think of the help it could it could help with with people with mental disorders and schizophrenia, and oh, the the list could go on and on. Uh, we, uh, our race is particularly adept at um, developing mind-altering or mind-controlling substances derived from our various venoms and other chemical research. Yes, we have. Uh, we probably have a lot that we could offer humanity. Oh my goodness! This this would be a, a most brilliant day in collaboration. Oh, I. It is an absolute pleasure meeting with you. Yeah, she smiles. It's, it's indeed, I was hoping that maybe the relationship between our race and yours would have been more harmonious millennia ago, but it, it was not to be. Well, we should probably let the Queen rest. We have access to her, so you should be able to talk to her at length if you want. She plays chess. She's pretty good. Oh, I love chess. It, if you certainly wouldn't mind... I would love to to meet you on the field of the eight by eight. Yeah, yeah Gerhard, you got a rival. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, uh, Matthew, you saw the. Yeah, so, I, was just, I was just about to say then, as you're as you're turning back to her and saying about chess, you might see uh, Gerhard passing her something fairly discreetly. But it's yeah, a bit bit difficult to tell what it is. It kind of looks maybe like a, a long needle, maybe. Huh. Just a long needle. Interesting. Okay, I will not say anything. Just in case, I, I, and I nod at her. I'll yeah, see you does, tomorrow. She does a very small nod. And then yeah, leans forward and gives you a, uh, a very gentle kiss on the cheek. I reciprocate. <laughs> well, in which, in which case, gentlemen, she turns to you. Um, I will bid you good night. Gracias. Good night, Your Majesty. Majesty. Don't ask me to remember what I just said. <laughs> oh, you've got a bit of Nicole. So. Hopefully, it wasn't anything about pigs. No. <laughs> right. It's driving through the night, heading across uh, the bridge into. Red Hook, or he's into uh, the Brooklyn area and then down to Red Hook, um, are the Frost Brothers. Because it's fairly late night, there's fairly light traffic up on the road, so it doesn't take you that long to get over there. Um, when you get towards the docks, the docks are always in operation 24-7, but at night here it's still less than it would be during the day. Um, you've previously um, had access in there on Magnus's front, so getting in via the main security desk isn't a problem. They they know you. They've seen you go in and out. 
So once you're inside the warehouse complex, um, you know where you're going because you've been. To, you remember the kind of the twists and turns of when you were last uh, over there being carried in a um, in a truck. Can I have first of all, um, depending if you are wanting to get fairly close to the place um, unobserved, can I have stealth rolls, please? Thirty-two is a hard success. Um, I got a regular success. Uh, my 69, while it is a fun number, unfortunately, is not good enough on their spot hidden. So, you are heading towards the area where you believe two warehouses are, that you say that you've at least been to without seeing it. And, yeah, there are people around here. Um, there's a kind of disproportionate number, though, uh, compared to the two different sites. Um, can I have spot hidden rolls from both of you, then? Oh, nice. 12. A 20, which is a hard success. Um, okay, mine is uh, extreme, obviously. Right, so between, between the two of you then, A, a you are not seen, and B, you get to go do a fairly good inventory of what you see around here. Uh, warehouse 1, we'll call it, um, definitely has lights on. You can see that it's through windows if you're brave enough to go up and have a look through and have uh, Tramperian inside definitely looks like it is being used. Uh, there are plenty of big crates here which are piled up. Uh, it looks fairly mundane and um, this one is much easier to approach up close and personal like this because there is only one security guard which is doing a loop around the building um, and even then uh, the guy he's dressed in what seems to be normal workman's overalls there's no logo um, as such but you can see he's carrying a nightstick. He is evidently a um, security guard. Um, he's probably not got his heart in his job, you think, because he is walking around fairly bored. Mm -hmm. So he's just idling around, not really paying too much attention to his uh, surroundings, um, lighting up a cigarette and goes around, goes around the corner. You think he probably got like five minutes before he'd be back around this, this part of the building. Is, yeah, there, is there a door? Yes, there is. Um, I would like to try to pick the lock. Okay, if it is locked. locked, so yeah, you can give me a locksmith roll. I'll keep watch, obviously. Mm -hmm. Ooh. 95 is not going to cut it. Ah, in which case, it looks like the lock is pretty sturdy at the moment. How far away are the, the windows? Uh, the windows are, you'd probably have to stand on something outside. Uh, there'd be plenty of other crates and other um, like bins that you could easily climb up, um, climb up onto and have a look inside. Um, that doesn't make too much noise because so you, you've already done your stealth rolls. I'm not going to have you make another one for the same kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking through the windows, you can definitely see say, boxes everywhere. There's some wire framework around the front end of the building that's away from the kind of the water end because this backs straight onto the uh, the waterfront itself where mm. you can see there's a loading bay there there's cranes inside and um, yeah it looks like just a normal warehouse the with an ex with your extreme you're fairly sure that this is regularly in operation that there's stuff yeah. coming in and out of here fairly often and there's definitely signs that there are quite a few people that would be around here during the day 
the the other warehouse thinking of just what you can see on the on the outside this one has one guard the other one has 10 going around it so there is a big disproportion uh, disproportionate security presence compared uh, from warehouse 1 to warehouse 2 okay can i see like when i look through the window could i see where an office might be in warehouse yeah. 1 yeah, it's on the end that's away from the waterfront. Um, you think it's probably a... Uh, the inside is obviously a big cavernous um, structure. At yeah. the other end, it's then two stories. So you've got the ground floor and then first floor above it, where you think that's yeah. where the offices and um, other main admin parts of the building would be. Is the warehouse... Uh, so is the window one of those ones that can be opened? Yeah, I'd say from the outside, yeah. Okay, I'm going to try and force the window open. Okay, give me a strength roll. 14. Okay, you don't, you don't pull it to the point where you break the thing. You just force yeah. it enough that you can then clamber inside. Well, what um, I'm going to do is I'm going to open it and then I'm going to get Connor in first and then I'll pull myself up and, and then pull the window closed. Yeah, I was going to say whether you want uh, both of you heading in or just the one of you. No, nah, we'll, we'll both go and stick together. Okay. Right, you head up, both of you head on in. Uh, you realise after you clamber down on the inside and you stand there and listen for a moment, the interior is completely deserted. There's only the one guy outside going around very half-heartedly. So you're, you're in without any worry of moving around now. Whatever it is we're trying to hide is probably in the uh, other warehouse. Yeah, well, let's let's uh, go get the manifest for this warehouse while we can, and then we'll we'll go check out the other one. The other one's going to be a bit of a, a mission because uh, with ten guards, as you say, whatever they're trying to hide is definitely going to be in that warehouse, unless oh. it's a double bluff. I mean, unless they're, they're perhaps you know while we're here, and I think if we really wanted to get in there, they need a, more than ten guards. I would. Oh, exactly. Yes. I mean, to be fair. Adi was only worried that we were going to kill 15 people. So if we kill 10, that's fine. That's right. Right? You know. Still, still under budget. Exactly. Five people walk free tonight. He'd be stoked with that. Right. Uh, so we'll go check out the office. Okay. Uh, George, give me spot hidden rolls again to represent going through the... I'll put this as the whole interior of the warehouse. This is other stuff sure. that you can find here as well. Ooh, 14. Uh, I got a 41 which is a just, it's a just a regular. Okay. Hold on, oh. I need to check to see if this 14 is a uh, extreme or not. It makes a difference. Uh, I'd say it will make a difference if you do. All right, I'll spend one point of luck to make it an extreme. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, your regular success then going through, um, going having a look at the office to try and find manifests. Nothing is really hidden here, so it's it's obvious to find where where things are, and you do find there's just reams of paper as it seems a lot of stuff comes through here. Uh, it's also coming in and out and going to various different uh, various different locations, all up and down the eastern seaboard, and also from um, Caduceus HQ. The vast majority of what passes through here are pharmaceutical supplies. So it does seem to be that this is, well, assuming that obviously everything that's written on the manifest is true, 
Uh, it does that, seem so to I'm, be. I'm going to check, I guess, I don't know how long it would take or if it's possible, but to find the manifest for the ship that I was on and see if it has the teleportation thing listed. If it doesn't, I know the manifest are full of shit. Mm -hmm. That did not dock at this warehouse. That docked at the other one. Right. Of course it did. So yeah, you, you confirmed that this this obviously did have shipments coming in and out on that day, but mm. the boat you were on, the ship you were on, did not dock here. So this one is you know, this one is definitely not what they were bringing in and out of um, of Greenland and Iceland. Do we want to check the uh, check the crates, Connor? Yeah, we might pull one of them open. Was there anything else that I found with an extreme success? Oh yes. Uh, not so much in the office, but when you look outside, because uh, there's, there's interior windows that overlook the, um, the nice uh, interior of the warehouse, there's a uh, crates galore. But then in the far corner, so not quite visible from where you came in originally, um, you see there are a set of steps going down. So it implies there is actually a level beneath the, uh, beneath the loading dock. Hey, Marcus. Yeah. Take a look at that. Goes down. Oh, that could uh, that could be a way for us to get in. Well, yeah. Let's if it, if they connect. You want to think that would be head? far more fruitful than breaking open these crates. All right, let's uh, let's go check it out. But keep your wits about you. Always do. Okay. So heading down and then through the sea of crates to get to the far end. There is an open area that's over by the main waterfront. Um, the kind of the bay doors are shut at this point, so you don't have to worry about being seen uh, seen from the outside. Um, but also, walking across that area, um, your your extreme more comes into play here than being able to see it from uh, from up in the office. There is a very large floor hatch, which takes up a large part of say, the floor. Um, this would open up a concertina up and then allow you um, straight access to the floor beneath you and cranes would be able to drop heavier equipment down there. Um, the stairs going down, um, they don't descend particularly steep, um, they, they're just a regular set of steps in the concrete, um, but go down to definitely a basement level where there's a very odd looking door that meets, uh, that's waiting for you at the bottom. If anything, it almost reminds you like um, like a submarine door, like an interior. It's got a wheel that spins. So you think it's almost that this could be an airlock of some kind? I'm going to put my ear to the door. Okay. Lean up against it. You're fairly sure there's no sound on the other side. Is the door especially cold or anything? Or no, it's ambient temperature. It's not yeah, yeah. something that you would see. It's you don't think it feels too hot or too cold given the given the atmosphere. Okay, cool. All right, I'll I'll open it. You cover me. Okay. Right. When you're in position, spin the wheel. Um, it feels a little stiff at first. It's maybe as if this hasn't been opened in a little while. But then it opens up and it's this vast 
underground area that resembles the same kind of footprint as the rest of the building. There's a glass wall immediately off to your right, which looks like it's um, there's two doors that go either side of the um, either side of the glass window. That it goes into some kind of control room. There's there's a row of banks of what seem to be ready to house equipment, but there's whatever the the insides of it were, they're not there now. It it really feels as if this was set up for something, but either hasn't been used or has been taken apart. But there's just this empty area all around you. Given that the warehouses on the outside on the outside look pretty identical, you think that this setup is probably also in the other warehouse. So this gives you an idea of the layout of what the other one looks like, both above and below ground. Is there any office or anything down here that we could well, so there's, in? there's this control room that you can see, but say all the controls have been removed. Um, if you want to give me a your choice of mechanical or electrical repair, you might be able to discern something from it. Uh, well, maybe Audie's rubbed up on us a little bit. I've got some electrical. electrical. Mm -hmm. Not to fail for me. I'll spend 10 points of luck to pass an electrical. Nice, nice. Okay. Well, in which case then, you you're able to find that there are definitely wires coming out of the base of the control unit, but the actual main mechanism has been removed. These wires go then down into the floor, and you think from just the direction that they go in, they probably go out into this wider, this bigger, wider, open, empty space. And having just a wander back and forth across, you do find very small holes um, drilled into the concrete where there are cables just pointing out of them. It's something, or some things, probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about 14 different connectors come out at regular points in two rows of seven in this wider area that this was definitely, this housed some kind of big electrical machine at some point, or rather 14 electrical machines. And they were controlled from that control booth. Uh, each one is going across the short width of the building, or the width of the floor plan. They were probably a few feet apart, but then if their length is anything to go by between when you've got the first row of seven and the second row of seven, they are quite long, whatever these things are. Is there any, so I'll, I'll, I'll point this out to Magnus. Um... There's any signs of, on the floor of like scraping, like some heavy equipment was dragged across the floor? Um, yeah. Or anything yeah. like that, just gouges, scratches? Yeah, there'd be marks in the concrete because these, these things are pretty heavy. So yeah, you'll find that there are kind of almost footprints of where things were stood and then they've been moved. It looks like they've been put down, probably using a crane, into the the area that's immediately below the hatch and then either wheeled or dragged into place but they're not here now hey uh, connor yeah so there's not many but well, it's only the one guy here right 
There's only one guy right. guarding guard in this warehouse. So there's 10 guys guarding the other one. If we were to cause some kind of distraction or disturbance at this warehouse that would draw them over here and we could slip into the other one while they're inspecting what's going over here. I mean, no one's here. No one's going to get hurt. No, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, well, I know it doesn't, but I'm just saying, like, we could, uh, you know, cause a distraction on this side that could, you know. The, the, if you did something like that, if we decided to say, I don't know, burn this warehouse down, that would cause, we just know those 10 people in the warehouse, but we don't know who they're going to call in or what they're going to call in. That's true. We don't really, I mean, Caduceus had something that transported you halfway around the planet. Who knows what they'll, but what, what if they had a bring what to if, bear? What if this room was full of those things? What if that's what was in this room? These teleportation things. That's so, what... but so why move them all? That's what I'm trying to figure out. They had this warehouse all set up, but now they have a second one. What I'm if curious... they know? What if they know the mafia are onto them? What if they're moving stuff out because they're they're worried that uh they've been caught? Now, do you remember when we were? Uh chasing down uh, that guy named Billy. You remember that? Oh, Billy. And we, yeah. we, we, we checked the uh, checked the public records to find out that he bought a second house. And Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it was worth seeing when they acquired these warehouses. If it was at the same time or if the second one is newer. Is newer. That's, that's not a bad idea. Well, I, I think, look, I think the next thing we've got to do anyway is we've got to go check out find a way to get into that other uh, other warehouse and well i mean we getting into that other warehouse isn't going to be a problem it's just when we want to do it well we're here now gilly gilly i mean odd odd wants nothing to do with coming here anyway he's all mad about me even taking him to meet the mafia um I don't think the doc, I mean, he's, he's a, you know, he just got here. So probably a bit of a shock to his system to throw him in the deep end. Gerhard, Gerhard's Switzerland right now. You know, he's, he's just trying to kind of keep everyone happy and on the same page. So I think, yeah, us waiting for the others is, is there's not much point. So with your, with your mafia contacts. Yeah. Well, they you... won't even come in until they no. know what's on the manifest. So that's the thing. We have to go in to get the manifest regardless. And to be honest, and I'm holding, I, I hand him the manifest from this one. And I, go, I, I personally don't believe they're going to put what they're actually shipping on their manifest. Like the manifest is what they're going to give to the people outside to be like, oh, yeah, we're just shipping, you know, uh, pharmaceutical well, stuff so they, to go and help the effort. They, Not teleportation devices. They won't help us. The mafia won't, wouldn't come here unless they know what's on the manifest. But if we're ever going to get into the warehouse, why check the... I mean, we can grab, grab the manifest, but we might as well see what they're storing in there. Oh, exactly. I'm definitely... I mean, if we go in, we grab the manifest anyway. But, and, uh, you know... As you're saying, if it's just going to be the two of us anyway, because nobody else wants to. Yeah. Yeah, no time to make mean, the present. As you say, in some ways... Uh, the others may just slow us down a bit. All right. Well, uh, 
let's uh let's head over then i guess Right, so you'll, by the sound of it, you'll think you're doing a distraction to load them away, or are you just having, or are you just having a observe from a distance. Um, I think we've decided against the distraction just because, as Connor said, we don't know if those ten guys would necessarily come check or who they'd call in. So it, we think it's maybe better to just go try slipping around the ten guards, or if we have to. Uh, capacitate some of them so be it gotcha. like i said 10 10 is under 15 and that was the that was the number we were given to stay under so <laughs> okay in which case give me a stealth roll again to see if how close you can get um to get in undetected and to avoid any kind of confrontation that you'd be looking for an extreme because there are a lot like a good number of guards out and about uh, in that case, I will spend the oh, twenty luck to uh, to pass as a as an extreme. Well, so a ninety four. Um... Okay, no point. All right, I'll save that. I'll save that luck. We're just gonna we're just gonna encounter someone. Okay. Yeah. In which in which case, this is more represented by the fact that keeping your distance and because you say you've passed your stealth roll, getting at least this far, you are able to identify the fact that getting there is not going to happen without at the minute without someone seeing you yeah do the guards because so there's 10 of them that we can count um obviously we'll watch them for a while so we can get the pattern of like when they come around i'm guessing they're group they're in groups of two yeah uh is there any point where you know there'll be two on our side of the building that another two like there'd be four or is there any point where it's just two guys in view of where we are at each time? Like, do we have a window where we could take out two and then get in? There would be a pattern that you would eventually, after they start going round, you would have a very short window where there would just be a pair on this on any one side. Okay, I, I think uh, so. Obviously, I'll relay this to, to Connor. Look, I think. Uh, I think our window is, 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 I mean, it's narrow, but there's no way we're going to slip through without, uh, without doing something. So I think what we need to do is, is take out two when they come into that window. We need to drag the body, you know, drag the, the knocked out guys somewhere in, in that window, hide them. And then the next time the window comes round that those guys should be in, we slip into the, into the, uh, the same way we go in through. Does it have windows? The same setup? It's exactly the same layout as the as okay. the other warehouse you've been in. So you at least know roughly where everything is in the next one. Well, seems okay. reasonable to me. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna approach and try and take out this uh, the one pair when you're when you're yeah, tired. Yeah, non lethally. <laughs> okay. Crack. In which case, we'll pause there for a sec, and then we'll head back to the others as you're waiting for your moment to strike. So, Odd, Marcelo, and Gerhard, are you heading away from the building? Do you want to go, does anyone want to go up and see Connors, or how, how are you playing it? Oh, I don't think we went to the building. No, Did I mean, we... the uh, you're, at least you're in Caduceus for oh. a point, and then it's, are you doing anything before you leave, or are you heading back to your own apartment? It's that Gerhard, you were going to go see if you can find uh, um, 
Philip Connors? Yeah, name? um, but the only reason I was going to find him is if we were going to actually obtain what we discussed. So yeah, I'm, I'm not still... so sure that you wanted to. You want to fiddle with him because yeah. What if he's actually on one side or another? I don't know if there's sides at all. Well, that's why I brought it to to the both of your attention because I really don't know what I'm doing yet. I'm hoping we don't even need to involve them, but if she's been telling me some things and it might get bad for her, and if that's the case, we need to act quickly. So I wanted to have that in my back pocket if I needed it. Well, I would I like to devil because if she's what if what if on the offhand chance she's the bad guy and you let her go? I I know. I don't feel she is, and that's why I didn't want to make any moves yet until I learned more. Well, but we have to go by what we know, not by what we feel. We have to find out more information first. Correct. But she doesn't worship Satagua, she doesn't worship the other deity. Well, she worships uh, G G Gatana Toa, something like that. Yeah, and Gatana the thing is, is that we don't know anything about any of these things. For all we know, this, uh, what was the third one? Wasn't there a third one? Uh, Yig, yes. wasn't it? Yig, Yig. But Yig is a, a, for essentially a extremely powerful Narkal. It's not, it's a god with a lower G. Yeah, we'll see once again. We just don't know anything about these things. Uh, she's I, I telling know. us she she could be feeding us a line. She could be. And so I'm we just have to be really careful. Desperately trying to get my hands on some books that can enlighten me to all three of those deities. I tend to think that when somebody tells you it's urgent, then they're probably feeding you a line. She's been sleeping for thousands and thousands of years, and suddenly there's something urgent. I think we should do more investigation into meet him and see what the hell's going on here. Right. It, it could be urgent if they are doing things to her. Goodness gracious, didn't, didn't Caduceus do some sort of hybridization with Mr. Frost? Well, that was to save his life. Save his life. Oh. But... but, but um, Odd, you have to remember that the founder of this organization, his family was killed by lizard people. What, if a person's child is ripped apart by a dog, they will hate all dogs. Not necessarily. People get killed by lions. They don't necessarily hate lions. It's, it's uh, I think that it might, you know, uh, Quite honestly, if my family got killed, I'm not really that close to my family. So well, <laughs> I think see that, my point though. I think that we need to investigate. That's what we need to do. We need right, to find out find out more about Needham. Um I think I'm I'm developing a way in with Victor Gonsalves. Uh Gonsalves, Gonsalves thinks that Needham is above reproach an amazing person, which means that he might feed me all sorts of information. All right. Um I have to introduce you, Doctor Doctor Marcello, to uh, to Doctor Gonzalez. He's uh, I I don't know what his deal is, but I know that he's an incredibly intelligent man. I believe I've only met him in passing. Yeah, 
I would appreciate that. All of this will begin to make sense with you after you've heard us talk about it long enough. Maybe if we could find the uh, recordings of us, then uh, you could review them. I think that's 15. Interesting. <laughs> uh, the record are there recording devices here though you mentioned in this building? We highly suspect that the whole place is monitored hmm. um, by Caduceus. Obviously, they're protecting their own assets. Uh, Dr. Gerhardt, did you have something you needed to do? I need to pick up some books and uh, some mice. Well, why don't you go that? Dr. Gerhardt and I live, live in the same place. He lives in my place. Okay. He's from Germany, you know. <laughs> I figured. Yeah. Going, going through some rough times over there, it seems like right now. Well, I'd suggest you go home, get a good night's sleep. I'll do the same. And we'll meet back here in the morning down in my lab. Excellent. All right. All right. Good night. Good night. All right. That sounds like then people go their different ways. Yep. Okay. Um, any plans when you get back to your apartments or is it to turn in for the night and then get ready for your meeting at the, uh, the fountain tomorrow morning? Just my normal meditation and reading of some texts and then bed. Gotcha. Yeah, Mittens will uh, gladly keep watch through the night. Doesn't seem to sleep. Okay. And likewise, same for Odd and Volans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I write uh, extensively in my journal with all of these flabbergasting discoveries that's just blowing my mind open to a whole new world and I'm not sure how to trust Caduceus at the moment. Not certain. Lots of questions. Awaiting the fountain meeting tomorrow. Gotcha. Right, that will definitely take a little while to write up and then as you're probably, you know, your eyes are getting heavy as you're getting towards the end of your notation, you know, going to a very uh, interesting sleep. Such images whirling around in your mind. Okay, still the middle of the night, and we'll cut back to the Frost Brothers then. Your time has come. You definitely have your window of opportunity where there are two of them which are um, on their own. You probably only have about 30 seconds, so this would be the equivalent of 10 combat rounds to be able to get there, to go over there, get them incapacitated and then get inside through one of the windows corresponding to where you got in previously. How do you want to do it? All right, so I think we would have obviously discussed this uh, before doing it, but the plan time. is to um, go in, knock out the two guys, drag them away, and then wait for the next turn. Mm -hmm. to then go into so we're not going to try knock out the guys and get in the window in the same window do you know what i mean yeah yeah so we're going to knock out the two guys really fast then we just knock out the next two guys really fast and we drag all four of them into the warehouse <laughs> i mean that if, Backup, if that's plan b that's plan b yeah if if we don't get the two guys 
out in time, we have to knock out the other two, then it becomes a chain reaction, and then we've got all ten guys. Yeah, that, the, I mean, plan plan D is blasting everybody away and getting in. So you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, let's try plan A first, shall we? That, that would definitely, um, yeah, definitely make an impression. So, you are rushing over and attempting to do a knockout blow. Um, this will be fighting brawl, um, but doing it as a maneuver. Okay. So each of us. You, yeah. If you also want to try and get them as a surprise attack, so the, so they don't get the chance to react to it, mm. um, you can give me a stealth roll versus their spot hidden to see if you approach and then you can get the drop on them. Right. Stealth roll. Yeah, sure. Stealth roll first. Thirty-four. That's a hard success. Thirty-five, which is a hard success. I rolled O three on my spot hidden. <laughs> right, so uh, you rush over to them trying to get the drop on them, but they see you coming. Yeah. Um, but not to the point where they can like scream an alarm. It's just that they are they are aware that you're there and take up a defensive stance. So they do get to roll in opposition to your um, your knockout maneuver. Cool. So fight, fighting brawl versus their fighting brawl. All right, well, I rolled a 30 on my brawl, which is hard. I rolled a 16, which is a... I'll spend one luck and make it an extreme. Okay, I, I rolled 25, which is just a regular success for them. So you do beat them on all fronts. So, there's a thwack, and they go down like two... Uh, they take, mechanically, they take one hit point damage each, and they slump to the ground like uh, like two sacks of potatoes. Okay, we grab one each and drag them off down an alley, out of sight. We can cover them with a tarp or something. Gotcha. Uh, give me a combined dex and strength roll. So this represents you being able to lug their, not dead weight, but at least their, their weights away and do it in sufficient time where you aren't seen doing it. So how, how do we roll I, that? I, I, I rolled uh, a 12, which is a hard success for both strength and dex. They pretty right. much, have, as Connor alludes, that you roll just the one, the one roll, okay. but your result has to be under both your strength and your deck, your decks. Oh, I got um both. Uh, I got a twenty-five, which is under both my regular. For, oh, sorry, both under my hard for both. So perfect. Yeah. In which case, thwack, drag, and throw a tarp over them in a back alley. Yeah. Um, by which time you still have about fifteen seconds left before anyone comes around the corner. So you've. No sign that you were ever there. Do they have weapons on them? Yes, they do. They are armed. Uh, in fact, uh, you find that slung, uh, which probably would be something you may have noticed up close and personal, uh, they do actually have um, .32 autos, which are uh, slung two of them, one on both sides of the base, both hits. But they didn't. They didn't pull their guns. They. They decide to try and hit you rather than trying to, uh, trying to shoot you. Can I take the firing pins? Yeah, with a bit of time. But well, I mean, I've got time for that window, so I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll I'll take the firing pins. So when they if if they do wake up before out, it's they won't be able to use the gun anyway. Yep, no problem. Yeah, it seems like they are almost very much very much conscious of uh, you as you are of them that they didn't want to make a scene or a noise either. But that's one, but like semi-autos. That's a 
to guard a warehouse that's full on. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially when they got two of them each. Yeah. Yeah. And I, once I notice that I'm taking the pins and we're waiting for that window to come around again, I, I, I kind of mentioned to Connor, like, there's something in there that, you know, whatever is behind that is, is the truth, Caduceus. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, as you've got people going round, uh, round and round, they will obviously pass each other at various points. Who has the lower luck? I have 50. Well, I'm on 62. So. All right, that'd be me. Okay, this is just to see whether they notice the fact that, hey, didn't we pass Joe and Bob earlier? Where the hell have they got to? Oh, 31 is a pass. They're not bothered. So, your window remains that when it comes back round again, you have a good, almost a whole minute this time to get the All right. Yep, All right. let's go. Same thing, going in, the, pull the window, get Connor in. Yeah. Okay, strength roll just to make sure you don't break the window in the process. Okay. Um, 60, which is a regular pass. Okay, again, pull it up, and then between the two of you, jump on inside. Yeah. Inside here, you can tell there are people moving around. You can hear footsteps echoing through the warehouse. You are not alone this time. So... Where do you want to go? You know that you know the rough layout because it's pretty much well the same as the other one. Tell me where you want to go first. Well, we know the manifest is going to be like not. It's not going to be a, a real manifest. It's going to be fake. But we also know that under down the bottom, they've got some sort of control room with a bunch of stuff set up. So do we just go straight there? Or do we split up and do, but no, okay. Let's go to the basement. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll make our way. Because if we could only get one thing and we get caught doing it, I'd rather see what's in the basement than get Yeah, exactly. Paper. Totally. Hey, I've got a you bad are. feeling we're going to be shooting our way out of this anyway. <laughs> oh boy. Famous last words. Right, give me, because you're going to be passing over quite a wide open ground where that hatch is, yeah. so then down to the stairs, and then you don't necessarily know who or what is waiting for you down there. I'm going to ask for another stealth check versus spot hidden of the people moving around inside the warehouse. Low as you can get is going to be good here. Oh, five. Uh, I'm going to spend four luck to make it a extreme. Oh, 48 is definitely not an extreme for me. So you are able to dash across the open ground and then straight down that staircase to get down to the same kind of airlock chamber where you can see there is this submarine type door again, which is yeah. shut in front of you. Same setup. Okay, this one opens up a lot easier than the other one. Uh, this is well oiled and is evidently well used. Um, it's also much bright, uh, more brightly lit down here. You see as you open up the airlock, the control room, this is where the equipment has now been laid out, so you can see everything as it should be if the other one was in use. That control room has no one there, but you can see there are lights, there are levers, there are dials, uh, monitoring everything that is taking place in the much bigger part of the, uh, the warehouse structure. There are 
14 long tubes, which each one sits on a, a metal cradle. So this, this corresponds with the scratch marks that you see on, I see on every other one, that they have legs which then these tubes are sat on. The interior of the tube, it looks like there is a layer at the bottom or a pool of some kind of liquid. Um, it looks fairly viscous. It doesn't look as though it's particularly uh, flowing, but probably akin to a nectar, perhaps, which is then lit underneath by a long strip light in each case. These tubes are about 20, uh, 20 to 30 foot long. And let's say 14 of them in total. Inside, there is something that is going to give you a sanity check. So can I have that roll, please? I just know what the maximum loss is now, so I know it's... <laughs> oh, a 12, I passed. Oh, 60, and I passed on it. Okay, in which case, you don't take a sand hit from it. But these tubes are not full to the brim, but they are definitely buzzing around in there. Some form of giant insect. If anything, they look like giant mosquitoes, or if you've got natural world, you can give me a natural world roll. I think I might. No, I've only got 10. I mean, well, I'll roll it, just, you know. Yep. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah, 88, no. 40, no. Yeah. Big ass bugs. Yeah, big bug. <laughs> yeah, um, but there are dozens of them. Um, in each tube, and they seem to be lapping up this nectar at the bottom of it. Um, yeah, they look big, they look ugly and unnaturally big. I mean, some of these bugs, the bodies of them are about that long. And then, obviously, the wingspan expands off them. And it looks like each of the tubes has an airlock opening at one end. Um, plus, in some of the other, um, some of the ones that got dotted around here, probably in three or so, uh, there are sort of sat or laying in this pool of nectar what look to be very emaciated bodies that have been put in there as extra food source. Well, well, well. So uh, Caduceus are really humanitarian people then. They're putting people in tubes with oh, giant they're bugs. To, yeah, they're feeding them to mis giant mosquitoes. Yeah, it's and Audie thinks the Mafia are so bad. It's people. Um, so, do we let him out? Uh, no. <laughs> why, why would we do... <laughs> I wish... If only Audie know. had just decided to come, he'd be the one who could understand exactly what the well, he's, machines he's, are doing. He's still very much in the camp of... Uh, he thinks Caduceus all are, are all above board, and they're the good guys. And you know, he's he's too trusting. He's a good guy, but he's he's just too trusting. Well, we do not of us, bring... but of you know. We should bring oh. something back as a souvenir. Well, as Connor passed, as Connor passed his um, electrical repair roll back in the uh, the mm -hmm. other side of the warehouse, you you're now kind of putting two ends of the uh, the equation together here. Um, this row of control um, control room and the banks of equipment there are regulating the temperature, the heat, so the lights. Or these things. It's monitoring them and making sure that they are within optimal parameters, and also has the ability to remotely open all of the airlocks at the same time if they wanted. How 
how big are these tubes with the bugs in them? Are they massive things? It's about like twenty by thirty feet. feet. Yeah, they're about they're about twenty to thirty foot long. Um, in terms of width, they're about probably six foot across. And there's fourteen of them. Yes, two rows of seven. Is there any paperwork in the control room or anything? I'm not in the control room. No, um, there is a phone in the control room, but there's no sort. There's no paperwork. There's not like a clipboard or anything up there. All of the dials, all of the levers and lights, all seem to indicate that they so they're looking up at individual tubes to make sure that the bugs inside are still alive, basically. Well, I mean, we could we could kill them all by putting the heat up or down. Mm -hmm. You well, can certainly give them a bad day. I just don't know how I feel about working for a company that are growing giant mosquito bugs that they're feeding humans to in a basement that they're just not telling us about. Because, I mean, this isn't the only thing they haven't told us about. They haven't been, I mean, you're a fucking serpent person now. Partly. Look. If we if we come in here and we we're, we kill their little science fair project, right now they don't know we're here. I mean, they're gonna know somebody came in here from those guards, yeah, but they're not gonna know it's us. I mean, if they've moved everything from the other one, they already think someone's onto them. They might think it's the mafia. Well, you know what? Here's an idea. Let's kill the bugs. Yeah. And take some, take a body back with us to show the others. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Okay, so we go in heat, heat down or heat up? Um, they're probably going to die faster from heat than they would from cold. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll ram the heat like right as far as we can go on all fourteen. Okay, you've you've got an idea of what. What the uh, what levers you'd have to uh, to to pull, what switches you'd have to flick, and what dials you'd have to turn, and give me a again your choice of mechanical or electrical repair just to make sure that you're aware of some other bits and pieces here. Oh, sixteen, which is uh, a regular for my electrical repair. Mm -hmm. Well, I failed miserably, so that's good. Okay, in which case Magnus has spotted something. Um, in there, particularly on a set of the dials, that there are there's a range of red and blue indicating kind of extreme cold, extreme heat. Um, you're fairly sure that if the dials go down into either of those areas, you might actually release a, a set off a failsafe that just opens the tubes to make sure that the bugs can get out and survive in any atmosphere that's um, potentially non-threatening to them. Is it just one bug in each tube? Oh no, there are there are dozens of bugs in there. Oh, there's there's dozens of bugs in each tube. You, okay. You could, if you went, if you wanted to try it, you could open one individual airlock and try to coax one bug out and then shut the airlock. That you think is probably possible. I mean, we could try and get one out and then uh, I could shoot it.
I mean, I kind of don't want to leave uh, them. Let's get one out and then not shoot it. Smash it. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Like, try and, yeah. That sounds like you want to try that. Uh, yeah, why not? Do you want me if, to do if, it? If or we, do you want if we, if we have to kill a bunch of bugs, we have to kill a bunch of bugs. Yeah. Okay. And then blast well, our way um, out of here, probably. But, you know. You open the, the one closest to me, and I'll get ready to... To grab one and just what I'm gonna crush its head. Well, we might want to get some bait. I think Magnus would count as bait. Okay, they are <laughs> eating people, so yeah, I'm a big piece of bait. So, <laughs> okay, so that sounds Connor's flicking a switch, and Magnus is going to go and try and grab a bug. Yeah, All right. That will mean that, see, Magnus is not going to be close enough to initiate in hand-to-hand. -hand. But if Magnus wants to give me a fighting brawl roll, we'll see what happens with the bug. 30, which is a, uh, it's a, a hard pass. Okay, I only rolled 20, so that's just a regular for me. Uh, you open up. Or rather, you can feel the hiss, or hear the hiss of this airlock opening, this hatch that opens at the front of the tube. And this bug, you can see it turn around and look at you with its multiple eyes. It starts to fly towards you. And describe how you whack the ever-living shit out of this thing. Um, just uh, spinning heel kick. Just spin, clack it with my, the, my, the heel, and it just drops. <laughs> Hey, it worked, it worked in North Borneo when you kicked a, kicked a lever. Yep. So. <laughs> right, in which case the bug is on the ground, and then I assume Connor is closing the hatch. Yeah. Yeah, we only need one. All right, you have a pretty injured bug. Uh, roll me your unarmed damage. So 1d3, and then plus any damage bonus if you've got one. Uh, I do have damage bonus. Okay, so my unarmed is 1d3 plus damage bonus. Okay, so my 1d3, 2, and my 1d4, 4. Okay, yeah, you, I wasn't going to I wasn't gonna, uh, go coy around with that thinking. You, you, you think it might be dead, you don't? No, you, you, you cave the thing's skull in, or at least it's, it's head. It's very, okay. very... Okay, cool. Um, do we have a bag? Is there something around we could wrap it up in and, like... I'd say you could have a bag with you because you were planning on bringing stuff cool. back out here so it makes sense. It might stick out a little bit because it was a giant bug, but um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll pack him up and then um, I guess... Or I, I'm going to go walk over to like that, that pool where the bodies are kind of digesting into that and I'm going to basically like lop off a hand or something covered in it to bring back to. Yeah, so you could you could get in there to be able to at least open one up and then quickly hack and pull and close the, the hatch. Yeah, that that yeah, you know, you just need we just need to really drive the point home. Yeah, that this, this is what's going on. Do we want to go get the manifest? I mean, I don't like I said, I don't think it's legitimately going to have what they're actually doing here on it. Yeah, I think this is really what they're trying to hide. Okay. Um, so how do we want to get out? Do we want to try and get out quietly, or do we just blow our way out the front door? Um. Well. Or do we want to start a fire here? I don't really care. 
You're they can ha they can keep their bugs. I mean, this is. I'm just more us getting out. I just want to, you know. I mean, if we have to shoot our way out, then sure. But. All right, let's let's try and get out quietly. If we get seen, then we get into a gunfight. But I'm not worried by that. We got what we came for. I'm going to let your stealth roll ride from last time to get out as we're, we are approaching a time that will make a good, uh, a good end of the session. So you head back out the way you came, um, again, making sure that when footsteps are going away from you, you make your dart across that big open, uh, wide open section inside the warehouse. As you're clambering back out to get to the window uh, that you came in via, Waiting again for that window to uh, that window of time to come round when no one is passing out uh, passing by outside. You have a look just around to see the crates that are nearby, and a few of them you maybe didn't notice on your way in, but notice now as you're heading out and you've got the time to stay around here. All have a very familiar symbol on them: um, a skull and a cross behind them, uh, indicating high explosive and then we leave it as you are diving out of the window thinking yep if a stray bullet had gone off in here that could have been um a bit messy but not maybe not quite so, as messy as this so uh, <laughs> maybe not quite as messy as this dead bug that you are carrying away and thinking hmm, bugs yeah carry diseases maybe you want to get a shot or two when you get back to uh, get back home yeah. Well, we've got a doctor on the team now, so brilliant. <laughs> you do, yes. And there we will leave it for tonight. Excellent. Wow. <laughs> Our players included Stuart Lipley, Morgan Llewellyn, Jason Melnichok, Zane Fleming, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you would like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming. Yeah.